Welcome to the 20, probably the, to me AJ, we got Mike, hi, both a little wired up, qualifying for the British Grand Prix, wait, wait, drinking coffee at nine in the morning to early for you? My normal schedule. Noon. <laughs> no, I can't wait. Stuff done. That, that's fair. That's fair, I guess. See, I, I, I wake up normally like 6.30 or 7, so like a little different. As I'm, I make one, as I... So, so what, what is your coffee? Do you, do you have a Keurig in that house, or do you have, like, a normal coffee maker, like a normal person? Um, we have a... It's called a... Yeah, coffee maker. Um, so it does... Okay. It's got a graph, and it'll... Um, coffee, sleeve, and it's got a... Actually got a frother on the side. Hmm. <laughs> I just learned how to use this past week. <laughs> like, properly use. I'd always just used it as, like, a mixing thing. Stuff in it. You know, and it gets a little frothy on the top, but I learned how to properly. And I will say, I have, since I started doing that, I haven't added anything other to... Like normally I'll put some uh fake sugar in it. Mmm. Sweeten it up. Interesting. I do I buy the I forget what brand it is. You get the fl- I get the flavored creamers. I've been doing the hazelnuts, I come to the big creamer package, and it means it lasts me the whole week. Yeah, I've got coffee. Yeah, I just I just do because it's I, I like hazelnut more. I would do call macchiato, but they don't come in the big ones, which means I have to buy more of them. So it's yeah. it's smart with my money here but no, i do that and i go through a big one of those like a week almost because like i'll drink like a couple cups of coffee during the day and then once you do that it quickly goes through it welcome to coffee talk this is coffee talk. show hey i i used to work at a starbucks and then it comes as coffee it depends like so you you could give them shift being overpriced and stuff but yeah. like I do relatively train you like you could work in a coffee shop after that because you are pretty trained on different nuances of coffee yeah, I mean, like, I don't give them shit. I will give them shit for overpriced because obviously I have the Starbucks index. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's serviceable. Like, there are definitely worse, co- worse coffees that you can get. Um, a drive-through, and mm-hmm. even from places that consider themselves to be coffee shops, mm-hmm. chain coffee. Thinking uh, of like, Duncan. yeah, but like with Duncan, you order one thing. It's like get a black coffee. For- oh, I get, I do. It's a large iced coffee with cream, sugar, and caramel swirl. You don't order anything fancy at Duncan because you no, know, they can't do it. 
At Tim Hortons, you get the double-double. Only way you order a coffee at Tim Hortons. not add any flavor. Do not <laughs> add more than two cream. And actually, I found out, I found this out when I was in Canada. They scale up. So, like, if you order a double-double large, mm-hmm. it's not two and two. It's, like, three and three. Interesting. So they scale it up to the size. I think a, a true double-double is, like, mm-hmm. So that's the one where they'll put two cream, two sugar in it. And that's the thing. Yeah, they will scale it up. So if you order a large, it's not like you're getting two cream, two Get the Which is nice, because I will sometimes order a medium and sometimes order a large. I'd, I'm going to Tim Hortons. I'm, I want my coffee to taste a specific way. Like, go around the world. A Tim Hortons double double will taste the exact same. That's the Starbucks argument too, by the way. Is you go anywhere yeah. and you know exactly what you're getting, no matter where you are, you know exactly what it tastes like. I will say that's not. Yeah. No, I like I like to give shit to Starbucks because it. It's not necessarily the people that work there. They seem to be pretty chill. The attitude surrounding Starbucks <laughs> is so pretentious. I don't know why you're implying that people who order $8 coffees on the daily are pretentious. And it's like, dude, if you want to spend $8 on a coffee, I'll take you... Like, West Michigan isn't known as a coffee hotspot, but I can take you into Grand Rapids and order you an $8 coffee, and it'll be the best thing you'll ever have. Oh, no, no, but if you want to, you want pretentious. So I, so I used to work in the Ravenswood neighborhood in Chicago. Yep. Uh, the office I worked in directly beneath us was a coffee store. That place, you walk in, it just smells like hipster. And like you, you'd order a coffee. It would take them like 15 minutes because they would talk to everyone, yep. work so fucking slow. But it'd be good coffee. But for how fucking long it would take. I will say there's a coffee shop in Detroit that... It's pretty pretentious. It's pretty hipster, but it's fucking awesome. Because what it is is they have they have green beans. Um, like, okay, for those that don't know, and I barely know anything about the beans aren't brown, black, whatever you want to call them. From the start, they're actually green or some other like light color. So what they had was. They had these giant stores of these green beans, and then they would vacuum them over, like at a bank, like the vacuum tube. Okay. They would vacuum over a certain amount. They would roast right there, and then they would drop into a hopper, and then that was just constantly happening for every type that they had. And then, so that gave you the ability to, like, walk up, and there's, there's like, 16-some-odd tubes and he'd be like, oh, I like the look of that one right now. This one's going to take a minute because there's not anything done. Um, and then so the roasted beans then got vacuumed out of the tube up into a grinder. Would grind and then they go straight into the espresso machine. It was pretty sweet to watch. It was a little expensive, and it took a while considering um, it's wanted a cup of coffee because it was cold. 
Yep. Yeah, uh, so what we learned from the story, AJ, is you do live in Detroit. Thank you for informing us of that one. I don't live in Detroit. It, <laughs> it is mildly convenient to go to Yes. <laughs> mildly oh, Okay, con- it's no more convenient to go to Detroit than it is to Chicago. So, yeah. No, we were actually over there because my company my mom works for, the main office that she runs is not under but it's kind of overseen by the Detroit so mm-hmm. there are Christmas parties over in Detroit. um so I went over there with them and I went to a uh I went to a game because their Christmas party is always so I would always just go to do my birthday basically hmm. something like that we did spend my, so I was 21, I was turning 22, in a uh, barcade, an underground barcade that's, I I want to go to again, because it seemed awesome, but there were just way too many. Hmm. Um, actually, like. There's genuinely good chain coffee in Michigan. It's under the Big B name. I was about to say, if you defend Pete's Coffee, I'm going to walk over there and slap you. It's it's genuinely good. People would probably know Big B as the company that used to be called Beans. Um, that no! Was, yeah, it's probably it's 10 years ago now that they changed the name. Yeah, they used to be called Beaners, and, like, nobody really cared until, like, all of a sudden, which, like, is what's happening now. Like, it was a super quick uproar, they changed the name, and then just nobody cared. Nobody nice. cared about me trying to put the mask on. Nobody cared about Bigby until... For some reason, somebody took offense to the name. They changed the name, and then everybody went back. Cares. Speaking of masks. Okay. Um. Do you have a like surgical mask or not a it's balaclava? Uh, for just general. Yeah. No, I have. Like, three masks my roommate stole from the military facility, and then I have some my mom made, which are, like, triple layered or something. The two I have. So I don't have any, like, surgical grade masks, but, like, the triple layer masks are actually pretty good because they're, like, as close to N95s you could get without getting N95. Mine's a, like, a thick layer of fabric. It's two layers of... So, like, it's... I mean, I'm not going to say it's hard to wear. The everyday wearing. But it is noticeable. If it gets hot... Do you have to wear my work? No. Interesting. Uh, I have to wear them into the building. But you're far enough away from people that you're good? Uh, people on the floor... People in production don't have to wear them because a lot of them already have some form of 95. Because logistically, yeah. Well, because you're dealing with 
powders. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be wearing a mask anyway. Um, yeah, so a lot of people, like, not a lot changed at the office. Um, except for now we have to wear a mask into, at least to our desk. Mm-hmm. Some people are wearing masks just all day. Whatever. Doesn't bother me. That being said, wear a damn mask when you're... (laughs) Because... No, you don't understand. Was it it the rep from Texas who thinks the mask gave him the COVID? Is that the same representative that said he was willing to open the... No, but it's the same one who uh, was was on the House floor the day before, walking around. And then the reason he got tested was because that he was going to go on, on Air Force One, and so that the White House makes you get tested, and then he tested positive. Yeah, you know the best part about all this? <laughs> the only, like, so obviously they have to get tested if they're going to go on Air Force One, which means everybody that's close to Trump has been testing positive. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, he never went on Air Force One because... Yeah. But he was uh, going to go on Air Force One. Yeah, so he, he, would, he, would, he physically would have been... On, if he did not yeah. get tested, he was going to be on there when he tested positive. Well, and then Trump's witch doctor tested positive. Yeah. No, there's, there's a lot of people surrounding him. Uh, it is shocking that President of the United States does not have COVID. And I'm sorry. Well... There's conspiracy theories out there. Unless he was asymptomatic. He's old enough and high risk enough that we would notice if he had COVID. Yeah. Like, unless, you want to, unless he's mystically asymptomatic, he is at that demographic where realistically we would notice if he had it. Yeah. And that man's in public enough, like, we haven't seen him change his demeanor that much. Maybe he's just so hopped up on coke or whatever he is. <laughs> no, what of the orange powder that makes his skin oranges? Do you think, do you think, like, do you get spray tanned every day? Or is it, like, a powder that he, like, mixes in with shakes? Um, I mean, I don't know what he's done since he became president but it was definitely noticeable when he was a member of the public you could tell the days that he would go to get spray tan when now i'm very curious what he does because like he's consistently orange now but it's never like he's consistently orange now is the difference it's not like he's like more orange than less orange right so i wonder if he's just it's so hard in his skin that like i he has to have stained his skin at the so it's like it's like the Michael Jackson thing of how he bleached skin. I'd imagine, like, if you do anything to your skin long enough, it's gonna just take over. Especially when you do pigment stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, basically, what Trump was doing—he he was effectively giving himself a tattoo every day, skin. Yeah, he was doing henna. Which, if you see people that like, do the same henna pattern all the time. Absolutely. It just becomes part of their skin. And then over time, it'll slowly deteriorate. But yeah. yeah. So take, eventually you'll break through enough layers of skin where it won't be there, but it'll just take right. a long time. But I mean, he's been yeah. doing this for shit. <laughs> yeah, probably since he was born. I bet you if you look back, probably when he was like 30s or 40s when he started. I don't think he started in his 20s. Look at photos of him as the commissioner of the USFL. He is still a normal skin tone. That's what I mean, yeah. Which was in the mid 80s. So and yeah, then he probably. started to do it like come the nineties. So that's been, and the mid eighties is roughly when like he started becoming the real estate mongol, like you quote unquote knew Trump for. That was around the same time when he became Trump. 
Because Trump Tower, I think, well, went up like mid eighties. He was already Trump by the time he became okay. because he owned oh, the USFL. So he didn't own it. He was a partial owner. I thought he owned a team. No, he wanted to buy the Bills, and then he became like he may have started as a partial owner of the USFL, but he became the full. He became the spokesman. I thought of something absurd. He was the commissioner. And that's when he tried to like his whole thing was try to sell them to the NFL, and that's what made him fall apart. I thought. Yeah, and the NFL bought him. Yeah, but like he was trying to like make like push the teams as something you'd sell the NFL, not because it went broke. <sighs> yeah, it's fun. Which I have uh, to give him like from that standpoint of we're gonna make something and then sell to NFL. Like that idea wasn't bad. I mean, the AFL NFL merger happened like ten years prior. The NBA bought the ABA, like. So there is a precedent for these leagues to buy out competition and merge them in. There is, but he was solely pushing it in a very bad, like looking back at least, that was not a like correct way the way they were pushing it. Because the, yeah. the correct way to push would be prove your league is successful for a year or two and then do that. Where they were trying to do it the first year, it's a very, like he was very much trying to speed up that. Well, they, he wanted the, basically founded the USFL with the idea that we are going to sell to the NFL. And he was pushing it, like, immediately versus, like, yeah. doing your whole, like, wait a year or two. Kind of, like, prove prove our play was good. Prove our model works. Like, that's the way you should be doing it, not this. Like, with the uh, XFL, I mean, uh, say what you will, but, like, they wanted to do something. They wanted a league. McMahon's mm-hmm. plan wasn't to sell the XFL to the NFL. No, and I think he wanted to push the NFL to the fucking ground. Well... While he may be absolutely batshit insane, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Vince McMahon knows he couldn't take down the NFL. But also, that's why they're on the offseason. There's the reason he wasn't competing head-to-head with them. Yeah, I mean, he he's very smart. He just makes I, bad decisions. I want to see the world where COVID did happen and XFL happened, because that's when they had the funding for the two years. I'm very curious what would have happened at the end of those two years. Because the ratings were good. The ratings well, were good that first week. In the second that week. first week, the second week they dropped off. Okay, but like, well, so the thing of it is, right? Like, I want to talk about ratings because you and I were talking about. Never look at first or second week ratings. You have to look at continual. Yeah. No, you want to look at fifth week ratings, not even third or fourth. You want to look at fifth week ratings. Because by then, all the hype's done. It's a matter yep. of what is your consistent fans. Because at that that's point, that's like the old. I think the old sitcom rule was that if, like, your most adamant fans when it was on network TV had seen one in three episodes of your show. Yeah. Because logistically, like, just it was so hard for it's, everyone every week yeah, to sit down for a show. It's hard to watch. Like, it's hard to watch a week. Even in the current era, like, it's hard to watch a week show because, <clears throat> excuse me, you're a lot of water cooler talk are these week shows. So if you haven't watched it, you're basically trying to isolate yourself from everybody in your office or everybody you work with because they're going to be talking about Game of Thrones or whatever show. Like, mm-hmm. so there's very much the burden of the weekly shows of watch it when it airs. Which is why it's, on the broader sense, it's very interesting how much like binge culture has changed that. Too. Like, There's just so much... And yeah. that's why I find it interesting that so many of, like, Netflix and Amazon are moving back to weekly shows. 
Like, it's so weird that now they have to find this, like, jump between of, like, what's weekly, what's not. And Disney's only doing weekly. Like, you start getting this stuff of... Or if you're the, uh, the Grand two or you don't do weekly sh- It's been, I think, six months since the last special. Which that, but that model, to me, makes a little more sense from the sense of, like, I could explain uh... it. I can explain that model decently well, though, because it's like, oh, no, these just take a while, and when they're ready, we'll drop them, is what they basically end up being. Like, yes, you hold them and do a tour realistically, but, like, roughly speaking, you kind of drop them, like, you go, oh, no, we aim for every so many months to have something. Well, the problem was, like, so the second... So for those that don't know, the Grand Tour is the old Top Gear guys. They left... They're pretty old. Uh, Yeah, I think Clarkson's 60 now. Yeah, I'd put him up. Um, shit, they've been doing this for 20 years at this point. Like, the three of them together have been doing it. Um, they left C on not good term. Um, and then started basically the exact same show on Amazon. And they made the decision after season three to do only specials, which mm. say what you will. I mean, their specials are some of the best stuff that they do. And the first one was called seamen. The idea being, here's a car show. We're going to make them do a special with boats. It's hilarious. They were going to do Mekong, River in the... That was released December 13th. Mm -hmm. The next special was going to be uh, Madagascar, which they had already filmed. It's just it takes so long to edit these things because the show is unscripted, effectively. But what they do is they go and watch every second of footage and actually script it. So there's people writing everything that these guys say on every camera. So they end up with like a 40,000 page binder, effectively, of everything that these guys talk about. Mm -hmm. And so now you have to take that and edit it down. And I mean, they've got one at least three cars or three cameras in the car, three cars, and then follow cams for every car. Plus like there's so many video files that they have to edit down. Um, takes them quite a while to do specials and granted it's 90 minutes. Certainly mm-hmm. long of what showed. But um, right as they were, so Madagascar, they were they were already planning on it taking a little bit longer because its editing was going to run into Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year and stuff like that. So they already knew that last month and a half of the basically happened. Um, then they get back started on editing it and then coronavirus hits. Right. So now suddenly 
they haven't been able to really work in let's call it nine months realistically going back to they haven't been working on this stuff so they did say though that they finished it and it's in Amazon's hands so it's up to Amazon now to release it which I have to imagine the only thing that they're waiting on is like they probably have to, Amazon has to do the x-ray stuff and probably subtitles which, which I know people are like well that's quick it, that does take some time especially that I assume takes forever <laughs> x-ray I think is less hard than the subtitles if I'm being honest well, the subtitles is prob is honestly the easiest because, I mean, th- so uh, the Grand Super guys they have the script of what is going to air. Yes, like there was enough nuance that you, we probably wanted to match what they actually said versus what the script says. Well, but I mean, it gives you like you basic you. There's a lot of uh, subtitling software now that's AI driven, so you just drop a you drop a script. And then you basically tell it speak, and then mm-hmm. it analyzes the voice track, and it'll match up the lines with speaking. Yes, I'm saying like I just assume you still have a human somewhat go over it. Yeah, so you have to go over it and make sure that um, it identifies who's talking. And like with mm-hmm. the grantor, I don't think they have um, titles for who's talking. It's just like the, uh, it's the dash every time somebody new starts talking. It's not super hard. But, yeah, the translation is... Translation could be rough. Probably the part that takes long with subtitles. You have to find people yeah. and shit. Well, Amazon and this have... Okay, yeah, but that still takes time. Like, you have to, yeah. you have to get it somewhat right. Because, like, even the way language is different, like, you have to get that pacing somewhat right, which means they have to talk quicker or slower, pending the language. I don't think they redub. It's just English, and then it's. Oh no, they read. They English the audio description. German, uh, Spanish in both Spain and Latin American Spanish. God, German! How quick do those people have to talk? Just because German, like as a language, is so long. It's. I mean, pacing wise, it's pretty identical. To, uh, written wise, uh, it's not. Trust me, I'm on 1,100 <laughs> days of Duolingo. Um, French, Italian, Pope. One of the Asian languages. So, they do subtitles in English, Arabic, uh, Danish, German, Spanish, Suomi, no idea, French. Indie, Indonesian, Italian, Korean. There's a bunch of these that are just simple. Norsk, Dutch, Polish, Russian, Svenska, whatever that is, Turkish. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. languages there. But then, so they only have two filmed. And finished. They, their third one was going to be in Russia. Well, they were going to start the third one in, I think, March. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, they can't do. 
they were saying the week that the UK went into lockdown was the week they were supposed to leave. Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, do we leave? Do we leave under the pretense that we may not be able to get back into our own? Are we going to get stuck in Russia when they... Oh, that'd be atrocious. Yeah, there are a Especially, lot of... I mean, because like... Europe's been pretty hard about their border closure. You know, they've yeah, been they're... pretty much like, there is no... No leaving the country, no... Unless it's a super emergency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is. There's a lot of. I'm curious at what point does. So, like, right now, we still. Because content's so backlogged and a lot of stuff that we're still getting it. I'm. Like, obviously, we're not getting movies right now, but I'm curious at what point do we stop getting, like, new TV shows and stuff? And speak just because logistically. Um, it'll be. For the fall series. Yeah, that's when we're going to feel it. That's when network TV is going to really take a hit. Like, they've already taken a hit. That's going to kill them. Yeah, it's going to be a bunch of... Yeah, um, welcome everyone to the SWW show. I think we finished that intro. <laughs> uh, we just we just talk whatever we want. This is the SWW show. There's a half hour uh, intro. Yeah, it's a half hour intro. Uh, AJ, um, unless you were lazy and didn't fill out this document for me, it says yeah, you haven't yeah. played no video games. Play Death Stranding. Right, right, right. Can you tell us about The Walking Man? Um, I was genuinely surprised with is that a good or a bad thing? Both. Oh my god. It is a super, like, there are times where it is just, you want to chuck the controller. Because <laughs> um, it's so annoying. And there are times where it's super relaxing to just, some music on, go for a walk. <laughs> Literally. And the, I mean, the scenery is amazing. Mm-hmm. Death Stranding might be, trying to think, it's in the top three best looking games. Which is a great preview for what the Decima engine can do on PC, because Horizon is out in... Yeah, it's not that long from now. So that'll be up there as well. But yeah, there's some like when you get towards uh, your carrying capacity, it becomes a bear. It's just horrendous to try and play. And then there's always the like, oh, well, never know that BTs could show up. And they always show up when you're trying to just, like, I'm just trying to run jobs to build up reputation, unlock stuff, just, like, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. They always show up, which I will say, about maybe the fifth time that you interact with them, it becomes pointless. You figure out how to uh, get around them. And in fact, they give you something towards, it's probably the last third of the game that you have it, that makes going through um, BT areas 
basically a catwalk. Um, that being said, like, I think it was after the second time that I let it happen. Um, so you trigger a beat, get too close, and catches up to you. And then these things come up from the ground and try to grab you. What you should do if you're just getting around to playing Death Stranding is just let them take you. Because then you'll have to face like a big BT. It'll be a whale or a giant tiger or something. And then there's an area that you can see that's black like tar on the ground. Once you get out of that, the encounter is basically over. So let it take you. Wait until see the green. Walk out to the green. It It's over in under a minute at that point. And you just go back, collect your cargo, collect your vehicle, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did end up running just like a... I ran a cheat engine script for materials, I think it was. Wow, you couldn't play the fucking game? Well, I just wanted to, like... I wanted to see some of the side stuff that I wasn't going to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I only ran this, like, at the end of the game. I had everything unlocked at that point that I was going to Um, So I just want, like, you can build roads in a section. You can't do it through the game, but you They basically split it in two. There's two sections. Um, the one section you can build roads on. So I just decided to build roads. Um, and so I just did like unlimited materials or something like that and built the roads just to make a bunch of a back and forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have done it anyway. It's just, I cut the game from 300 hours to 30 hours. Um, but yeah, it was, um, I enjoyed my time with, Enjoy. I like that. Wait, if it was three hundred hours, would you have enjoyed your time with it? Um, I don't know because obviously I'm not at that point, so I don't know. Would have would the side stuff have? Uh, see, these are this is also this. I think is a problem with a lot of modern open world games. It's like it's like this chunk of it was great, but it was ten times longer. Well, it, it's not even that chunks of the game were too long it was that like okay do you want to make this easier and also like the problem i was running into was there just weren't a lot of people at the areas where i was in terms of Mm -hmm. the story because i effectively mainlined the story i barely did any side stuff even from the beginning so like i was reaching parts of the map that there just weren't people. So there weren't these structures. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of tedious bike, like uh, motorcycles, trucks and stuff. But yeah, it was, I mean, good on Kojima for making this game because it's incredible what he, it's a total Kojima story. 
Um, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. There are some fun parts where, like, so do you remember one of the original trailers with in the BB yeah. in World War II? Mm-hmm. Those are sections of the game. So, like, okay. there's a World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, and more modern conflict. Um, and those are actually pretty cool. Pretty cool to see those sections. Because they're completely different to the rest of the game. Turns it into a shooter at that point. I did meet, I met Conan O'Brien. I think that was, I didn't meet Jeff Keighley or Edgar Wright. Hmm. There's a okay. text chain between, a one-sided text chain, because I guess you were driving. Yeah, where well, you kept sending us messages, and you're like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, I was driving. Calm down there. And then um, the issue with driving is it removes the notification on my actual phone when I get a text, and I forget to look at it. Let's see. Uh, I'm now dealing with family drama and Australians. Stupid. <laughs> um, about seven hours later, Leia know is a smoke show. It helps that her outfit in Australians is a leather jacket. and leather. She <laughs> is an absolute smoke show in the game. Is it worse than the Quiet or whatever the fuck the name was in Five? Well, it's Quiet was just over sexualized. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, oh, and this like looks amazing. Like wow, like because I mean, a lot of the characters are person, right? So like, mm-hmm. it's not some scan. Like it's not just the face. It's the whole body, which I feel bad for Margaret Qualey, I believe is her name. Okay. Uh, she's a character in this. They made her teeth look massive. <laughs> it doesn't help that there's a scene of her, she's screaming for help or something like that. And yeah, they... Troy Baker was... Baker. Mm-hmm. Which I like Troy Baker. These usually just always know it's Troy Baker. Yeah. Norman Reedus, at times, his character Sam, has the perfect quips for what you as the player feel. Like, he'll be like, mm-hmm. I'm sick of this shit. Yeah. Feel the same way. Um, I will say, though, I ran out of lines pretty quickly. Because I kept hearing, I wonder if anybody's watching. I wonder if there's anybody out there watching us. Uh, which I don't know if that was a cue to like, you can press the back button and yell out. And uh, if there's other players in your area, like in that area of the game, um, they'll spawn in that, but there's no interaction. I mean, it's just kind of an interesting. I did do the uh, crotch zoom. Uh, you get a trophy. For 
as Rita's just sitting there. As he said, well, they showed that off in one of the uh, videos that they released. Um, you can zoom in on Norman Reedus's crotch as he's sitting in kind of the, the waiting area. And he'll lift the camera up. Like, he'll actually reach out, lift the camera up. And then at one point, he just knocks the camera out. I would say, in terms of recommending, it is certainly a, if you like Kojima games, I'd say go. If you don't. If you don't, or don't really care, it's a fun, fun's a relative term, I guess it's more fun if more people mean it. Um, it is, at times, enjoyable, like, management. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's been the standard i racing simulator. Okay, that's good. Um, I have been playing a couple of things. Uh, first, I was I've been playing Warzone like normal. Um, I'm almost completed the battle pass. I so there's three days left in the season. I have seven levels left. I so, still don't know why I have still installed it. See, <laughs> I have no clue. Next thing it's eating up your entire hard drive. Oh, let's look. How much free I, space do I have? Because you talk about how for it's so much bigger for you because you have the campaign. I just have Warzone installed. Uh, my C drive has ninety gigs. My one terabyte has nine or er, er, ten. Um. My two other game drives that I put in, terabytes, about 700. Nice. Uh, otherwise, I've been playing, there was the new Borderlands DLC that came out like three weeks ago. I finally got two. Uh, it's the Western-themed DLC. Uh, this might be Borderlands 3's best piece of content, um, which might be better because, you know, my main game there are problems with, and then some of the DLC has been hit or miss. This one actually feels like they actually knew what they were doing, which is good. Still and supporting feels... the... What? Character. That... To be fair, I already bought that season pass, so I was already supporting that character. The only technical, that season pass is already paid for. Yeah, I guess. So, like, I'm not... A, I didn't spend more money on it, and then B, like... No, you did spend more money because you bought that damn gun. Okay, that isn't some. Okay, that damn gun is somewhere in a box right now. Um, which okay, it was that. Did you buy that? Like, did somebody make that? Yeah, that's not. So, so they might have a licensing deal on the back end that was not bought through the gearbox store. Okay. Did you buy it through like a big box store? It was through Amazon, but it was a vendor. It was not like Amazon directly. I could look. Who, who technically sold it. I was going to say, because if they have the Borderlands license, then you're directly funding. They ha- It is an official licensed product. It is not the Gearbox store. It is. I have to go back. I buy a lot of things. Well, them. It doesn't matter. It's an officially licensed thing. So you're, supporting, <laughs> you're directly supporting Randy Pitchford's weird fetish. It was by PDP. Because you know he doesn't pay his studios. <laughs> 
God, I can't imagine. Like, you know, in a weird way, like, I hope that, I mean, obviously, we had the whole Me Too happen, right? So, just like Harvey Weinstein and that were expelled from, expunged from Hollywood. The record. I really hope some of these shitbags, like, James started to have that moment. It just kind of seemed to have stopped. Not like, not, not just from games, but like the fact that he can get away with, oh yeah, you know, nobody really cares anymore about him not paying bonuses. Yeah, that's one that's like interesting that like we had that moment and then they stopped, people stopped caring. Like, I hope that that fever for these people is the point of these I mean effectively money laundering at that point money laundering to be fair nothing he did was technically illegal it's just very, it was very gray and immoral yeah they're like be technical it's not illegal what he did I'm not saying it's right what he did but those are different questions yeah he's like Louis CK it wasn't illegal but nobody wants to have that happen no one wants that again it's yeah that's just a good comparison of what he did was not illegal which is why he never went to prison never got sued but it was not a thing you should do. I think that's a, that's a fair way of saying it. I thought he did get sued because the money that was earmarked for a performance bonus went. Okay, it's, he got sued. I don't, we, we haven't heard anything about that lawsuit in a while, which I think yeah. it's, it's happening. And it was by the ex-lawyer, which I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> so the <laughs> lawyer that had a gym membership and a gun range membership and just buying dick pills on a cup card or something. Yeah, there's a lot of insane shit. Just just say Gearbox is like the most managed, best managed company in the world. Gearbox seems like those companies that went belly up in the late 80s after all the coke dried up. But like somehow still Somehow still exists, yeah. Okay. Um, Jumping to what we've seen, uh, AJ again didn't do his job. Baseball, baby. Oh, fuck. Whatever's left of it. And watching the Dodgers beat the shit out of people. That's fine. Baseball has another two weeks and then it's done. I have adopted the Dodgers as kind of the team that I watch because their games are... Not the Detroit Tigers? Well, the Tigers happen while I'm at work normally. Can you not, like, you don't, like, put it on your phone? Uh, Sometimes I will. Because your uh, job, it sounds like you can watch stuff as you're doing your job. Yeah, I can watch stuff. Uh, a lot of times, if I'm going to do that, though, I'll uh, I'll pull up, like, the radio feed. Oh, my God. You'll be, like, those those old folks who have, like, doing... Like, you're, like, working on the car, and, like, you have the radio next to your ear. Well, I have my headphones. Okay, but I picture you much better as, like, that. <laughs> you know, the image you're talking about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll do that. Because, like, there's a lot of stuff that I have to get up and... I can't stationary watching something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll have like the uh, audio feed into a headphone or something like that. And run around doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, I to watch the Dodgers. Nice. I've watched two big things. I wrote down here. Uh, first one, I watched Frost Nixon, uh, which is, I got a, into a weird biopic kick again. It's about, I don't know if you know who David Frost was. He's an old, like, Australian talk show host. Yeah, I've seen this movie. I saw it once or twice. It's a Ron Howard film, which which yeah. I did not expect. 
Uh, it's actually a decent film. Uh, I don't really like the look of Nixon in the film, which I don't like. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't hate it. Like if I didn't, but like I know what Richard Nixon like should look like, and that's why it just looks off to me. Well, I didn't know what Frost should look like, and that's why he didn't bug me. And it's all about the interviews when when he interviewed Nixon, which fuck that man since then interviewed every single president. Um, but what is fascinating about the actuality of the story is like it's when you got Nixon to admit he did a crime and he was wrong. And, and like it's very interesting to watch like their version of like apparently it's very accurate because I started watching the actual tapes of like the important moments of those tapes well, of like it's... getting Nixon to break down and be like no no I was wrong like it was this, but yeah. like seeing Nixon, this first time ever Nixon admitted to a crime or what he did was immoral it's a Ron Howard movie it's as close as he can to being real the actual event as he yeah can. I, I actually really like Ron Howard as a director for that, and I tend to like the topics he touches when he does. Like, I don't like Ron Howard as much when he does fiction pieces, with some exceptions, but like his non-fiction pieces, I think are Ron Howard's best work. Which okay, you want to talk about the look of Nixon? Every depiction of Nixon should just be the mask for Mo. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a heater point break. I know you're talking about, but uh, yeah, where they put on the mask and the guy does the. You know, the double piece, I'm not a crook, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the record, also, I say that, uh, I guess, no, that is nonfiction. I was about to say, because my favorite Ron Howard, my one of my favorite films of all time is is A Beautiful Mind. So that's a Ron Howard piece, obviously. Did he, he did Rogue One. He, uh, uh, no, he did Solo. Which is, which is, no. It's okay. Whoever did, I forget, did Rogue One. No, but uh, so Ron Howard, some of his pieces that I know you would know, Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man, he did Rush. Uh, da Vinci Code, Apollo 13. Apollo 13. Uh, was this like some of the big ones I've seen him at? Like he's done, like as a producer, he's a little more he's hit or miss. He's very consistent. He's everywhere. Uh, it depends. As a producer, he's less consistent because like Cowboys and Aliens is him as a producer. Well... I mean, all that is is a cash... Like, producers don't do jack shit. That's fair. Uh, As a director, he's definitely more consistent. Um, Like, I I, I don't know. I've seen all of his stuff, but I don't know. Like, there are very few pieces when we list here and I go, ooh, that's bad. Yeah. Um, As an actor, obviously, we know as an actor. Um, Younger him, at least. Older him, he stopped acting as he got more into being a director. No, Ron Howard's fun. Uh, The other thing I watched was, so Netflix got a hold of i don't know how the fuck they got these uh the, the fbi tapes for um when they're taking down the mob in the 80s and they had access to like interviewing all of the top fbi people rudy giuliani and and a bunch of old like mob members and it's called fear city it's a three-part series on netflix documentary of them taking out the crime families it's fucking crazy i wonder if this was going to be an hbo project at one point I don't understand how the fuck they got the FBI to agree to getting these people on tape. Because you, you, like, obviously the FBI had to sign off on this. Well, it's past statute of limitations at this point. Okay, yeah, but, like, you have mob members who are talking on camera, and I'm like, that's fucking ballsy. Like, how much security do they have on them 24-7 from the FBI? I mean, like, the thing of it is, those guys were public knowledge that they were mob members yes, once they became but, like, mildly famous. So, like, Having them speak on camera is nothing. Yes and no, but I promise you right now that, like, they probably still have FBI security on them because, like, the mob still exists in some capacity, and, like, if they could kill them, they would. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's such a different. The rackets they run today are completely different to what they ran. Oh yeah, it's not as good. I agree. Forty on that years one. ago, but, but like they they still are running rackets. Like like the mob still exists in New York. It is not as strong as it was. Obviously, it's in the eighties. That's when that's when basically Rudy led the team to kill it. But like it definitely they they still there. Well, and it's I also mean, I mean, those, it's those much more good in New York. It's it's white collar stuff now, not. It's not like what they ran the city. Like this talks about shit. Like they get into shit. Like how? Like I don't know how much they control like the construction industry or oh, the well, unions. Like they controlled dude, fucking everything. The Teamsters. Like you want to talk about yeah. the mob controlling unions? Like there's a reason the Teamsters are a thing. Like uh, they were a mob-run like, union. The estimate was something absurd. Like they controlled ten percent of the United States workforce at one point. Yeah. Like fucking insane shit. Oh uh, yeah, so if you want a fucking journey, go watch that series. I think it's like under three hours, so like you do it in like a night or two. And then go on HBO and watch uh I believe it's called Talking to a Killer. Okay. Um it's Let's see if I can It's the series they did shit, probably in the nineties at this point. Two thousands with Hitman. Mm. Um, let's watch. I hate the new. Yeah, it's like Diary of a Hitman or Hitman Tapes or. Mm hmm. HBO documentary. The Iceman. The Iceman tapes. Okay. Um, there's three different ones. It's the Iceman tapes, the Iceman confesses, and the Iceman and the psychiatrist. Hmm. It's a... Okay. And it's recorded while he's in prison. Oh. So they're all, like, recorded from a prison. That's... No, that's, that's kind of amazing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, jumping to the next section here, uh, what have we done? Uh, AJ, any big stuff happening to you or no? Uh, not really. I mean... Pretty locked down in Michigan. That's true. But not to the beach. Nice. Are you are you curious what the note here means for me? I know you were moving. Do you? Yeah, you texted me. Because like we couldn't record one day because you were moving. No, no, that was that was a while ago. So um, I'm moving uh, a little more north. I didn't tell you this earlier today because I want to do this on air. Uh, when I say little more north, AJ, how north is Minnesota? Probably further north than I am. Uh, yeah, it's further north than Chicago was. Cities? Yeah, uh, sometime in the next month-ish change. Same company uh, or? 
Uh, we are working on that part still. There's a lot of gray happening in my life. Uh, I am moving, yeah, somewhere in the Twin City areas. Not quite in Minneapolis because their lack of police, but around there. It's public safety officers. They're the same. Also, this this surge in crimes in big cities right now, you will not catch me living directly in a big city, um, which is a thing that's happening. Independent of everything else, there was a giant surge in crime. Um, but yeah, I'm moving around there sometime in the next month. We I found a place, uh, and that lease starts September 1st, but I don't think I'll be moving right at September 1st. There's still some gray of when I directly move. Well, you work for the DOD anyways. Yeah, I'm work not work. concerned. Also, I'm not that concerned about finding work because I have a skill set that, like, the nice part of what I do is I could kind of find jobs most places in this country really easily. And it's COVID right now, so everyone's kind of remote for the time being anyway. Catch me, catch me moving at some point, uh, which is a whole nother ball of stress. uh, But I decided that, like, I want to at least change my location. I have a friend in the area anyway, so it kind of worked out. Did you move as much as some of the billionaires tax law? Don't don't say that part out loud. I was going to say, are we closer or farther apart now than we were when I move? So Florida? Yeah. Uh, It's... Oh, okay. Yeah, but how far is that drive? So we're probably about the same distance, actually. No, down to you would have been... 12? Okay, so a little closer. But yeah, it's like a two-hour flight? Okay. Yeah, it's not too bad. And MSP is an old uh, West Hub. Yeah. Delta Hub now. And so flights, I think, five times a day from Grand Rapids to... Nice. And then one of the other things I'm kind of excited about is Minneapolis has a decently thriving, like, indie game scene and stuff. So, like, when all stuff reopens up and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Hey, maybe that's where we'll... Yeah. And also, the nice part is, so it's it's a growing metro area, but it's not absurdly expensive either. Depends on where you are. I have family in the Twin Cities. I know it can get... It can get expensive, but, like... When you start popping to like buy like Mall of American stuff, it's not that expensive. No, because that's out in the. It is, but it's real. We talk about like being middle of nowhere, but close to stuff really quickly. Like, well, when you buy Mall of America, you're next to the airport. Yeah, I mean, Mall of America is where the old Twins Stadium used to be. So yeah, I believe it was called the Metro. The Metro. Metropolitan Stadium. But yeah, so catch me going crazy in the next couple months. Fun. You don't deal with stress. For- <laughs> I could deal with stress. It's just there's a lot of stress with moving across the country. No, that shit's easy. You got a bunch of it already figured out. You already have a place lined up. I have a place lined up. I have work relatively figured out. It's more logistically of when you move, literally moving the thousand miles. That's why I call it U-Haul. Yeah. Or uh, the other company, the one that actually does it. Uh, two men in a truck. Pods. Oh, they're like a 
trucking service that specializes. Hmm. No, I don't know. They run semis and stuff. Nice. You know, I gotta figure that part out still. So yeah, uh, jumping to news. Uh, so stuff has happened since we talked about Tenet. Tenet got pulled off the schedule, back on the schedule, questionable, and now what's currently happening with Tenet as of right now is is being released internationally in August 26th, and then in America it is releasing in major cities on Labor Day weekend if your state and city allows movie theaters. So in other words, I'll be watching Tenet uh, probably August 27th with a damn rip. <laughs> where Minneapolis allows for me Minneapolis allows movies and then also Florida allows movies so odds are I'll be able to see it actually in theaters do we think this will actually dates are actually going to hit uh I think at this point yeah because I, I think internationally they're going to hit the question becomes do they hit in the US it will, but I mean, California is going to be closed. California is going to be closed. New York's uh, probably still going. To be I don't know the New York rule on theaters. That's fair. Illinois, I think, allows theaters. Georgia allows theaters. I'm trying to think. My dog does not States. like that. Georgia Ohio allows. allows theaters? Question mark. <laughs> I think that's... Because those are your big states, obviously. I'm thinking of. Uh, Jersey, I don't know. I don't think does. And I think that'd be all the... That's like the top ten states we kind of listed right there. Texas does. Well, Texas can't... Texas will allow everything. No, Greg Abbott tried to lash it down again. Well, I think... I think when push came to shove, he realized that he had to shut shit down. That's the thing, though. So I don't know. I think in his newest orders, the movie theaters were not hit. I think Inside Dining was, though. It's funny. That's one of the things. Open. Chicken. Well, yeah, which to me makes... If I, so I don't understand how we're differentiating them. If Inside Dining's open, theaters could probably be open. Like, because you just shut them down capacity-wise. Yeah, and people just wear masks while... So again, so your argument should be then, it's either we have neither belt is where I think the argument should be, not this one or the other. Yeah. That's what I don't understand about it. Not saying that, like, oh, I don't understand what the restrictions. I'm saying I don't understand how we justify having one and not the other. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, next story I found interesting is, so A&E, uh, which is one of those channels that exists that no one cares about, uh, used to run a lot of cop shows, uh, but they canceled live PD during this week or everything. Uh, they've lost half their viewership since that happened. Well, yeah, no, there's nothing on A&E to watch. <laughs> Like, isn't that insane? I mean, like, say what you will, we shouldn't be having TV shows that glorify this. Because a lot of what made Live PD interesting to watch were the confrontations. There was violence. Otherwise, I mean, it's pretty boring to watch. It's definitely the highlights, is what we'll call it. Yeah. They don't catch the, like, here's a routine traffic stop, because that's boring. Like, okay. like I get it. Okay, you lose half your viewers, but that's because there's nothing else on that. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting how much that drop-off was. Well, 
again, if there's nothing on that channel to watch, why watch it? Yeah. Alright. Uh, other news thing, and I thought you would appreciate this. So, The Verge has a piece out that I found. Uh, so, apparently, the, the new Oculus Quest has leaked. It's gonna be white. Uh, I'm... It's going to be white. I'm curious your thoughts, not only like on the look of it, kind of the rumor release date's middle of September, September 15th. Well, that's probably when I'll get my index at this point. So, Did you, yeah, you don't have one or you ordered one? I forgot what happened. I ordered one during the summer game sale. It still is. Jesus Christ. Are they that backlogged? Um, I think the problem was people just ordered a bunch of them on the sale, so. That back. Yeah, but I'm curious though. So the quest is coming out. So like, obviously, we talk about like VR. Foundationally speaking, the reason it's still alive and quote unquote healthy is it's not because the consumer side. It's like the B two B side, the technology side, the medical side, the simulation side of them. Yeah. At what point does Facebook stop selling the consumer side or just drop to like a single skew? Yeah, I don't know why they have the anything other. Because especially because at this point, you know you do, right? You make you make games that the Quest can win by itself or games that it can run via the PC because it can plug into them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Especially because, like, again, Quest is enough where it is profitable or at least breaking even, and then you're hearing some games actually selling decent. But it, it's not, like, at this point, the reason VR, like, the VR is following the model of simulation and medical devices are taking the, the brunt of it and then because the quantity they're buying it's lowering prices for consumers is what's happening right now so i'll be curious long term this has to change like how we view virtual reality come on here Yubi. i think this is more price Next-gen game. Mm-hmm. What are so, games? So this is, this is where it's interesting. So background to the story. Ubisoft announced during their earnings call that all games releasing this year for next-gen are still going to be 60 bucks, which is opposite of that EA stint we talked about last time where they were 70 bucks. Yeah, well, and, like... I'll give it to EA, like... They're consistent with... They've mm-hmm. from the sixty Xbox One bought the game on three sixty and I think it was to get a digital of twenty five. To get that, so they've been consistent with cross generational pricing structure. But yeah, I mean, honestly, like I think you'll see single single seventy, and then um. Call of Duty will probably still be 60, but it'll have a battle pass, and anything with multiplayer will have some battle pass. They'll make up extra money 
on the back end. Turning their game into a live game. Six Siege. Mm-hmm. Siege is like... Every, every time they release a new update, base price goes down. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 10 bucks by Siege. And every year there's like a new season pass that breaks yeah. in revenue. Yeah. No, I'd be definitely interested. That's a good point. So, yeah, I have a feeling you're going to see these. Cyberpunk will probably be 70 bucks because. Um, Halo Infinite will probably. 60. That's because you're paying. They just mm-hmm. be free. And I bet you that I bet you that's gonna have the microtransaction of like kin to like a battle pass. Yeah. Which also I'm gonna say too. So like I know we inherently give free to play microtransaction these like atrocious names. If battle pass is the model of the future, I don't find battle passes like offensive in the same way that you find like some of the other microtransaction models. No, I don't, like I get that. It's such a weird. For, it's for some of these games. It's like. Calling it a battle pass is just a weird. And I, you can that argument I think is valid, but I just think logistically I don't find it. Yeah, the problem is none of none of these games that make the term battle pass would not fit. Mm-hmm. None of them have had a good replacement. Mm-hmm. There's a. It's not like a battle pass, but player for the NBA. A games as like a tiered system as you play. Mm-hmm. You don't buy it. It's like a rep system, honestly. It's called like 2K level, something stupid. Um, and like sports games don't need battle passes. They have ultimate team where they have my yeah that's team. the built in yeah so they don't need tiered battle passes they have events that oh you can get a diamond Michael Jordan on 2k if you this or you buy the card like Mm-hmm. I play the MLB game every show and I don't play any team builder stuff. So every time I get a card that's worth anything, quick sell it. And mm-hmm. I mean, the other day, I think I made the equivalent of like 20 bucks by just quick selling cards. I'm not going to use Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think also like something that these battle passes need is that ability dump stuff that sports games haven't figured out. Like I'll... the issue though is because it's a set progression makes it a little bit harder. Well, then throw in some randomness, like mm-hmm. I or like they mentioned that you finish the Call of Duty battle pass. If you have skins unlocked that you would like the like a marketplace almost or blueprints, yeah, like 
rid of them. Put them on the Steam Market Yard. Mm -hmm. I don't. God, there's when I was playing Call of Duty, I never used because mm -hmm. uh, it just. Oh, I do. For my one gun, I use I have the one of the AK forty seven blueprints. I just leveled up the gun until I got the attachments. To them. Got like I think I've got five blueprints for lever action battle rifle. That I'm never going to use. Mm -hmm. Nice if I could get rid of these. That's valid. I mean, and, you know, since they introduced the customization so you can use bits from prints. Mm -hmm. Like, that would be cool, too, if they give you the ability of, oh, hey, you can buy this blueprint and then you get all the Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next news story we have here is so I remember a couple months ago we talked about how Universal and MC were having their their petty fight. Uh, we have come to a conclusion on the fight. AMC Theaters and Universal strike a historic deal uh, last within last week. Uh, so now the rules are um, that U Universal is allowed to release videos on VOD seventeen days after theatrical release, which I believe it used to be ninety days was the old rule. There's never a rule. Was it? Um, There's always yes, a general agreement. Okay, the general agreement was 90 days. Maybe, okay, it, maybe it was with AMC, like... Deal with C. Like, it looks a. like it used, it used to be an old deal, it looks like. The way that this story phrases it. It used to be, like, in writing akin to it. It might have been, like, there's no penalty if you break the rule, but, like... Yeah, there was always a gentleman's agreement with, like... Off... 90 days. Well, it wasn't VOD at that point. It was but, like, but like the whole point now being 17 days, though, once theaters come back, that's not that long. Yeah, but like, for like a lot, how many people, like, at that point, then I'll be curious what that does to AMC in the long term. I think this saves AMC. It saves them if you couldn't lose Universal. What I'm saying, it saved them immediately. Because this is, this totally speaks to me AMC dead mm -hmm. this deal just puts a band-aid on cut artery that they have mm -hmm. I agree so this may hold them off for a year but I mean if more studios are just going to release their stuff straight to mm-hmm there's, I think what you'll see is giant chains die, Cinemarks, your AMCs, Eagles, but you'll see the antique thing thrive. Mm -hmm. Because they'll do, oh, me and dinner, and go to the restaurant that's in the same complex as the theater, and Five bucks off your dinner, ten bucks off your dinner, whatever, and X amount off your ticket. Mm hmm. Dinner and a movie. Whatever. 
I like AMC A list is a good example of something that like probably when I move and theaters come back, I could see me re-signing up for A list for a bit. Yeah, I mean, there's no. No reason for me to have a uh, the a right? the the there are three AMC's kind of by me, and there's one that I think was five minutes from me once it reopens. Yeah. So like at that point, like it's that's probably the closest theater to me. Yeah. And if I'm gonna see and like, realistically, once I'm in that kind of area, once I see two movies a month, like I pay no, for it. Start happening. And I can see me. There's a decent world where I see two movies a month. That's not an insane world. Especially if you're already kind of paid. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the thing with my, when I had movie. Like, I would go see movies just to see movies. Mm-hmm. Why not? dog shit movie. Especially because you get discounts on other stuff, too. Like, especially, usually it adds up so it's worth it if I'm going to see them anyway. Like we we'll, we make us see him we'll see him once a month and I can see me seeing a second movie that we don't see when stuff comes up or seeing okay. that movie twice. Yeah, you might make me take notes on it a second time. Watch it. Well, I would say watch it once just to see it. Watch it mm-hmm. a second time. Process it. It also depends on the movie. Some need more processing than others. Terminator Dark Fate did not need to be seen twice, where other ones maybe. <laughs> Avengers okay. Endgame needed to be seen twice, partially because I fell fell asleep. Hour. Fair. Okay, uh, next news story, which I find interesting. Um, so Microsoft announced they are discontinuing the Xbox One X and Xbox um, One S Digital Edition ahead of the Series X launch. Which is just interesting that, like, those are the versions that won't discontinue. I imagine the One X is just for brand record. Fair, but I found the Xbox S Digital Edition that that discontinuing. I assume that's the thing you'd sell long-term, because logistically. I have a feeling that's not... That could be... My assumption it has to be a sales thing, because, like, if I if you had told me they're keeping one SKU forever, that's the SKU I assumed you would have kept. Because the Digital Edition... Isn't any cheaper than? I thought it was like fifty bucks. Because the one S is always on sale and it's got a game. In- mm-hmm. So I buy digital edition. Get one with a disc slot mm-hmm. and a game for the same price. Uh, final news story I had written down this month. Um, so Xbox had their Xbox One event earlier a couple weeks ago, and I, there's just a story I have that shows some of the top things they announced. Uh, we're not going through everything. Uh, some of the infamous stuff I was talking about was Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite, uh, which I don't think either of us are big Halo people, uh, but one of the big changes is it's going to be an open world campaign game, which is weird. I have uh, a feeling it's going to be a hub. Yeah, I'm concerned about that. Open world in the way that Last of Us 2 had mm-hmm. open world segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it's going to be running at 64K, which is good. 
Uh, they announced State of Decay 3, but apparently it's not going to be out for like a year, so I don't know why you announced it. Because they need something. Yep. Xbox always does this. They announce that are years off. Because it's, oh, we have 150 announcements. Yeah. Uh, then they announced the new Ford and Moses Sport, which you knew was coming, but I don't think we have dates on it. I do like that they dropped the It makes sense. Because this is... I have a feeling Forza Motorsport is going to go the way of iRacing in the sense of there's probably mm-hmm. just going to be one Motorsport, one Horizon, and then mm-hmm. have car packs, track packs. Yeah. Because this, uh, this is the way Microsoft is going in general. So, like, there's no more Windows. It was 10. Until a massive security flaw is shown in Windows 10, and then. But like, I also do enjoy the no more Windows thing because it makes our lives a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, we would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting to me though is so, obviously, Obsidian is one of the studios they acquired a couple years ago. They announced three Obsidian games at the same time, or at least two games and one DLC. Which Obsidian's not that big of a team. So they announced uh, The Outer Worlds, Pearl and Gorgon, which is a DLC, which I'm excited for because I, I decently like The Outer wo- Worlds. Uh, they announced Grounded, which they talked about before, which is their early access survival game. And then they announced Avowed, which is basically their version of Skyrim. In other words, we give... I like Obsidian. I'll be curious to see how it goes. I liked The Outer World, so I'm at least excited for that DLC, for sure. And then, uh, Destiny 2 is coming to Game Pass, which, at this point, I don't think that matters. And I think the final big thing was they announced the new Fable, which has been long rumored, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, this is just... That was an open secret, basically. Well, hell, Playground announced that they were developing a Fable game. Yeah, we knew that team was existed forever, and like that's it's one of those rumors. That it was like the it was like the Dark Souls remastered rumor. Places said we just known it forever. The only thing that matters that's coming to Game Pass is Flight Simulator. Isn't that soon? Hmm? Which I am genuinely looking forward to Simulator because if they can pull off. Than sixty percent of what going for, mm-hmm. it'll be the best looking. Just, I mean, it's going to be the best looking flight simulator out there, and because they're using apps, satellite mm-hmm. coverage. Once higher resolution come out, that game's just going to get better looking. Mm-hmm. I am. So looking, I know that's a very, that's a very me. That's definitely. That's that's one that of the games that are coming out. Probably the only one that I'm, and the fact that it's going to be on game mm-hmm. is huge because I mean that turns that it's a sixty dollar game normally, it turns it into. Uh, 
ten dollar trial is. Or if you already have S, like games of not free, but effectively, it's cheap enough. Where hey, okay, I've um, been I've been looking at the yeah you because know, they'll do the match ultimate with some gold have. Mm-hmm. I've been looking at going on one of these discount sites. And just buying the three years of gold match up to. Jesus. And doing that and just having. All- yeah, no, that could be insane. Um, I like the deal. I think Microsoft announced for the Series X where it's like you pay a monthly fee and you get everything. And you just pay it off over two years or something. Like that doesn't seem atrocious. It's 20 bucks. Which isn't. Series X. And- which isn't like bad. No, I mean, when it. It comes down to it. That's what. Well, so that's the thing, right? We can kind of figure out how much Series X is going. My understanding was the Series X might cost more. It's because I'm, I said has an upgrade path towards or something. So I, I think there was some fine print there of like that's. Cancel. Because one that they have, play that they have now, mm-hmm. is. Twenty bucks a month. Access. Access. It was one X was. Hmm. That would be six hundred. Six sixty ish. Two years. But that also includes of uh, Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So that is month. Okay, here. Um, so if you get a one X, it's all access plan. If we're just assuming that prices are going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. Um, if you bought a one X and two years. Uh, ultimate, it comes out to seven fifty seventy six. X. If you pay the access, seven forty seventy six. About fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. That considers the X being four hundred bucks. So if it comes out that all access is going to be fine and is going X or a Series X, that means a Series X is probably going to be four bucks. Mm-hmm. Which Series X is four hundred bucks and PS Five is starts with a five. Shit. Microsoft wins this generation before it starts. Unless, I mean, the only way I see PS5 getting considerable mm-hmm. is if it outperforms the Series X. Yeah, that's going to be... 
which if it outperforms the Series X, it'll mean it'll outperform anything else because the Series X is their top dog. Mm-hmm. Which also, like, I mean, we didn't really talk Series X and the digital. I have to imagine there's going to be a Series S. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it makes sense why they're canceling the cutting down their production. Because if they're going to be calling their stuff Series X and the Series S, don't want one X and the one. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that's going to be confusing to people? The Xbox naming conventions are ready. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, if if the PS5 can show that it is just it is just downright a monster and there's going to be no cheaper version of it, like there is one PS5 SKU is the best one. It's mm-hmm. the best thing out there. People will pay for Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. Like Microsoft, I can guarantee it's just praying to God that their SSD is as fast as the Sony one. It'll be very curious if it actually is, because the way Sony is piping that up, like either can get flat on their face or it's gonna be amazing. Because I mean these things are the same internal. Mm-hmm. So it's so, gonna it's gonna SSDs, come down to Partridge can make a difference. It's just a matter of how much it does this one. Yeah. So yeah, if the Sony one is just basically lightning fast, mm-hmm. from the sounds of it, Sony is designing like a SATA, an upgraded SATA. Mm-hmm. It's not just that they're creating some fancy NVM. It's they're redesigning SATA buds. Mm-hmm. Make this thing incredibly fast. So I'll be very curious what that means legitimately. Yeah. Is Sony going to put in a ter- almost a near terabyte M2 an upgraded SATA action PS5? Because if they do, that thing's going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They've said, oh, you can fast travel in Spider-Man without any loading. That's, I mean, shit, that's going to make GTA 5 like an instant load. Yeah. Which will change. That would be insane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is all the news we have uh, for now. Uh, I have games to watch for. As, as we talked about, we based it off when these episodes come out. So uh, today on the least episode, uh, Fast and Furious Crossroads is coming out. I know AJ looking forward to this game. I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, Rogue Legacy 2 got delayed, so it's coming out on August 18th. Damn you, two cell two door, whatever your company name is. Um, Project Cars 3 comes out on August 28th. Is that an AJ game? It's another one that I haven't looked to. It's on my still look at today. Steam. Okay. Uh, Wasteland 3 comes out on August 28th. Cyberpunk 2077 comes out on September 17th. It's November, and... you know. Change the... Fuck, I keep getting changed. What is it? November what? Do right now. Sometime in I fucking hate everyone. Never mind. I'm sad now. And then Worms, com- Wormbro comes out sometime in the fall. They are still oh, here. Discussing- I'm on Steam right now. It's coming out in November. God fucking damn it. Never mind. We still have time. 
And then Worms Rumble is sometime in the fall. They are still discussing maybe September, but realistically, without data at this point, I doubt it will be September. Uh, as for Movie Club this month, AJ and I have made executive decisions. Uh, there are no more movies. Uh, the world is disgusting. Stay home or whatever the fuck you gotta do. Uh, so instead, instead of a movie club this month, there will be an extra interview show for your uh, earballs to listen to. So yeah. And then we will also, at the end of the month, on the 28th, come out with a new uh, F1 show discussing all of the races, the prelims, whatever the fuck AJ has a swatch. Swatch quality. Whatever the... Whatever you call those. So yeah. I think that is everything for this month, this week, uh, for the SWW show. I'm Mike. That over there uh, in his silky voice is AJ. So I I click on Slightly Mad. It takes me to the Bandai Namco. Yeah, no, I hate when they do that. Just just anime. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Anything else for these fine folks, AJ, before we let them go? Well, enjoy your week, folks, and have a good August. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, perfect. This episode is partially brought to you by the Humble Choice Program. Did you know Humble Bundle has a great monthly subscription service that lets you get a ton of video games every single month? That's right. From plans ranging from $5 to $20 a month, you get a hold of a bunch of free games they have available to you. And you can use our code down in the description below to go and sign up. It would help our podcast and help you see what great games are available for you this month. This podcast was a production of The SWW Show. To learn more, go to theswwshow.com. Remember, you can follow the show on Twitter at The SWW Show. You can follow me at Mikey underscore Maroney. You can follow AJ at Boy. Remember, new episodes premiere on Friday, 9 a.m. Central Time on anchor.fm slash SWW and podcast services around the globe.